2: Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at an ancient superhero delivering a unique form of justice in the modern world, in Black Adam, and one of the sweetest films I've seen in a long time, in Mrs Harris Goes to Paris. We also have information on the Terrify Film Festival.
0: My son sacrificed his
2: life to save me. Powers are not a gift but a curse born
1: out of rage. Ah!
2: In Black Adam, Dwayne Johnson plays an ancient superhero who believes that any criminal should be executed. And now he has been unleashed on modern times. Uh, Charlie Sierra has been off to the Silky Otter Cinemas at Wigram to see this action-packed movie. Charlie, I was surprised how violent this movie
3: is, (laughs) but without being offensive. What did you think of Black Adam? Well, I definitely think um, um, it is a violent uh, film. There is a lot of violence in it. Um, but as you are saying, um, that violence is actually, is it doesn't feel gratuitous at any moment. I feel like every time they show you something violent, it has to do with either the storytelling or the character building. Yes, yes. Nothing is, well, yes, there is gratuitous violence, but that is the idea of, of it, because that is how the character is. The character is a violent character, right? It's... Yeah, he I don't even think he sees his, himself as a hero at the beginning, but but yeah, I mean.
2: Yeah, yeah well it's quite amazing, when they first put this film out in, in the United States, um they um they had many more violent scenes in it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and then they cut it back so that they could obtain the American PG thirteen—that's the age of thirteen. Yeah. Uh, c- censorship ratings. So yes. kids, yeah, And instead of uh, the stricter R censorship rating, yes. which it had beforehand, so yeah. they have toned the film down a bit for the one we see now.
3: Wow. So you know, maybe well, that one is day- actually that is actually really interesting because if we analyze the movies that the DC universe has put out, which is. Uh, uh, the same universe as Black Adam exists in. Yeah, They have released both PG-13 movies and R-rated movies, and they always tend to do better with the R-rated ones. Uh, the PG-13 movies like uh, Superman, uh, Batman vs. Uh, Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, those ones didn't tend to do as well. Even the first Suicide Squad, which also was PG-13, but then you have the new, the newest ones of the DC universe that they have done, like The Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson, or The Suicide Squad, the remake of The Suicide Squad, which they are all R-rated. And I have found that DC kind of, I think they do better with their R-rated uh, movies. So it, it makes me wonder why they wanted to downgrade this one.
2: Oh well, they to, just didn't want to, to, you know, so limit the fil- the people who could go and
3: see it to just purely adults. Yes, yes, exactly. And, um, but that's where their success has been. Oh, their yes. success has been in R-rated movies, not in PG-13 movies. I see. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe yes. because this one is so close to Shazam, and Shazam was PG-13. Maybe they still want to keep like the whole thing because this movie yeah. is basically a Shazam too. Like I felt like it was very, very clear, very. Uh, close to the Shazam movie. Yeah. Well,
2: Black Adam had a part in that film too, didn't he? Or...
3: Well, he doesn't appear in Shazam, but ah. but now we know that the people that gave Black Adam his powers are the same uh, um, wizards that give Shazam his powers. Oh ah, now and I see. And he also yes, has this. to... Uh, I don't know if you remember in the movie that uh, Black Adam also has to say the word Shazam for him to be able to get his powers. Yes, Just yes, like Shazam right. has to, Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 And he came from, I think, originally from the um, uh, ancient Egypt. Uh, but I think in the film they call this this country
3: where he came from Kandas, whatever that. Means. Yeah. K- Kandas say. or Kandar or something like that. It is a made up place. Um, but yeah, it does. Uh, you're right. I think it, it does uh, try to capture the essence of like Arab or northern uh, Afri- uh, Northern Africa type of uh, territories, right? Like, yeah, 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 like around those uh, Arab countries.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, that'd be pretty right. Yeah, but, uh, and I must say that um, uh, Dwayne Johnson is also excellent in this film. I yeah. mean he's he's one of these films. I'm, I'm never too sure how I feel about him because he. He always plays these really top, tough, tough guys in all of these films. Yes. But he also somehow manages to turn out to be one of the likeable characters in yes. the film. Yeah, you walk out of the cinema and you think, God, he was good in that. I liked him in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You
3: think, yeah, but he was playing <laughs> really. He has the build to play the tough guy, but his charisma gives him a lot of... Range to play uh, the the nice guy and the funny guy as well, yeah, which is great. He's he's actually a really funny actor. I don't think he's the best actor. He's definitely no. the best well paid actor at the moment and the most famous one. Is he? Oh, yeah. Well, I
2: mean, you can see he gets that because of his size and the way he yes, looks and, yes. and and all of the sort of thing. And the interesting thing is that um, the film director made another movie with him. Only a year ago, and that was the um, Jungle Cruise.
3: Oh, right, yeah. Also, and, um, yeah, a Yeah, that was movie. with
2: Dwayne yeah. Johnson. And yes. this is um, sort of it's set in a Disneyland-like, based on a Disneyland-like theme park. In the park, Where yeah. a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles and all yeah, this sort of things. Yeah, I remember that movie mm. as well. And yeah. same
3: thing, like... Yes, he looks like he's going to be playing the tough guy in the movie, but he's actually more the comic relief. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just, he's good. I think he p- knows how to play to his strengths. And I think, yeah. I'm think i pretty sure I mentioned this to you when we were watching uh, Black Adam because he doesn't do much, mm, like, how do we call that? Like, dramatic acting. He doesn't really talk much. No. His, his acting um, consists on him being there and just look in the way he looks right yeah. and that's basically <laughs> it yeah <laughs> which is great is is what he needed to do for this movie
2: yeah so it doesn't really as you say it doesn't really need much acting
3: yeah
2: <laughs> oh no well I, I i enjoyed this film much more than um i expected to and um, oh yeah definitely
3: yeah i thought i thought i was not going to like it and i genuinely had a good time yeah it yeah. was a
2: good movie yeah
3: okay well yeah, good well, thank you again <laughs> oh no worries hans yeah. thank you
2: that was charlie sierra with his views on black adam and i'm hans petrovic on planes of him 96.9
0: follow me down i've got something to show you
2: With me now on the phone is James Partridge with news on this year's Terrify Film Festival, which has its screening at the Alice Cinemas at 8:30 this evening, and will then fully begin two weeks later for 11 days. Uh, James, I believe this is the fourth Terrify Film Festival in Christchurch. and uh, can you tell us a bit about tonight's outstanding opening screening? Uh, that's *Barbarian*, and some of the other coming movies and highlights.
0: Yeah, sure. Hi, Hans. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on again. Yeah. Um, yes. No. Tonight is the opening official opening night of the Terrify Film Festival in Christchurch, um, and it's uh, two weeks ahead of the uh, rest of the rest of the festival, uh, only because it's the only time we can. Um, a screen this film so we're very lucky to have the exclusive New Zealand premiere of uh, Barbarian yeah. uh, from Disney, so it's a Disney horror, well, Disney-owned horror, uh, and uh, it's it's a fantastic film. It's had incredible reviews. Uh, funnily enough, I actually haven't seen it. Some films, some of these big films that come through, uh, we just take sight unseen, and we don't get to watch them as the security protocols around them beforehand. Uh, so I haven't actually seen this, although I've heard incredible things from a lot of people who have. Um, uh, and we just, we it's the highest-rated horror for 2022, it's had incredible wow. reviews, uh, and so we're very lucky to get it. Uh, and of yeah. course we said yes, without having to see it, um, <laughs> and it's our opening night. So it opens in cinemas the next day, but we get the exclusive premiere,
3: oh, which is screening in
0: all three. Yeah, all three cities are the same night. Uh, but then the rest of the festival kicks off on on the ninth, uh, Wednesday the ninth of November at our Cinemas, uh, and then runs to the sixteenth. But, you know, we're pretty excited to have Barbarian. Um, it's sold out in Christchurch. Uh, it's sold out in Wellington as well. So it's a, wow. it's a popular film. So unfortunately we can't get any more tickets, although Alice is having a couple more screenings of it, so I will we'll promote those screenings.
2: So uh, uh, you're basically uh, like, sold out already, are you, or what?
0: Yeah, the opening night we have, yeah. Oh, have the opening look. night, a cu- yeah. A, couple, yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. a cu- yeah. couple of the others are starting to sell out too, so we're ha, ha, we're, ha. We're, we're, we're we're pretty excited by that. Um, but Alice is showing Barbarian on the 28th, I think, and the 31st as well, so you can't see it if you did miss out on our opening night. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, no, look, it's great to be back in Christchurch. It's our fourth year there. Uh we're very excited to be back in Alice. We're very excited to sort of be out of COVID restrictions. Uh too. Obviously that, that played a, a major factor for everybody going to the cinema and cinema and cinemas themselves, you know, it's it's nice to be able to get out and, and support cinemas again and, and, and really sort of help them because they've had a heck of a time uh, but for us it's you know it's just wonderful to be able to have full cinemas again and and, yeah. and be able to film films for people uh, we we're very fortunate to be able to do that over the two years of COVID because of the timing of the festival but but now to have it so that it can be absolutely packed out is just is just wonderful so we're really excited by this year's lineup yep. um, we've got the usual you know blockbuster hits uh, and then we've got some real indie gems and sort of really sort of Gems that we've hunted out uh, that we get to play, and that will, you know, probably be the only time they get to see them on the cinema in New Zealand.
2: Yeah, well, I was just wondering. Possibly we've got a little bit of time. You could tell us a bit about some of the films. I was just looking at one and thinking, you've got a thing called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Well, I was thinking, gosh, well, you'd want everybody to come along and come and see that film. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, yes,
0: yes, you would. Uh, that, that's actually one of the ones that's selling out quite quickly. I don't think there are many seats left for that. So if you want to grab tickets, grab grab very quickly um um the uh it's a it's a horror comedy uh it's it's hilarious it's really funny if you watch the trailer um it sort of takes the mickey out of twenty somethings uh in in a way and it's you know it's your it's very similar to a film um called oh now the name eludes me uh ready or not that we played at Terrify which it's just fun uh, you'll laugh but it's also horrific um, and if you like films like Ready or Not which had Samara Weaving in it which is amazing it uh, was that, that type of film uh, so it's, it's quite fun It's it's a great Sunday night film. Um, uh, the Wellington Session sold out as well, so I expect that to sell out in Christchurch, if so there's only a few seats left, but it's, uh, it's, it's a fun film. It's one of our big ones. The, the other big ones that we have is a, an incredible sci-fi called Vespa. It's like a sci-fi fairy tale with a, with an incredible lead performance from the young girl in that film um, that came out of Europe, uh, and it's, it's stunning. We, we try to program a terrifying uh, Quite a range of films. So obviously, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies and Barbarian are, are horrors, but we do love to have action, sci-fi, thriller. Uh, so we've got the, a film called Fall, which is about two young girls trapped up a two thousand foot radio tower, uh, and that's a, a thriller, sort of edge of your seat or, or top of a tower kind of thriller. Uh, and, and that film was actually wasn't going to come to New Zealand cinemas. It was going to be put straight to digital. Mm-hmm. straight to digital. Uh, right. So we're very fortunate that, that a lot of the distributors actually give us these films because you know a film about two two women trapped up a 2,000 foot tower deserves to be seen in a cinema, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, something I think you, so. you really want to watch or get the same experience on your phone. So so we're very fortunate. And Bodies, Bodies, Bodies too, actually, that was not going to make it to cinemas here, and we're very fortunate uh, that we got to uh, have access to the film and are exclusively playing that as well. So so Terrify loves to be able to rescue some of the ones that deserve to play in cinema here, uh, and the distributors are very supportive of that. Uh, so yeah, so Fall's another, another one of the big blockbusters. And then we've got a film called Something in the Dirt, which uh, which is by uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, and they did a film called Synchronic a couple of years ago, and they're just incredible indie filmmakers, and this is just a mind-bending sci-fi mystery about uh, two guys who discover Anomaly in one of their apartments and try to sort of figure out the mystery behind it. Uh, Both the directors act in it as well. Uh, They shot it over COVID, so they had access to their apartment (laughs) and shot this incredible movie. Uh, And they're they're sort of master filmmakers. So I I recommend anybody who who has a love of of really truly unique films go along to that one.
2: Uh Uh-huh. I see. yeah, I think that's on one of the opening nights. uh, um, Yes, it's the Wednesday
0: night. It's the opening night in Christchurch, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, well, actually,
2: this, this festival absolutely sounds wonderful. I've always loved horror films ever since I was a kid. <laughs> and funny enough, back in Australia in those days, um, they still had this hard censorship on any horror movie. Um, Yeah, the Frankenstein and Dracula ones and all this. They they weren't even allowed to show some of them. Yeah, it was ridiculous over there how hard they were in films. But at least today we have much more easy access to see these um, fascinating films, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's great, and look, it's wonderful to have the you know to be able to. I mean, some of the indie films like like Bull, which is the UK thriller gangster film, you know, wasn't again wasn't going to make it here, and we're very lucky these days that we can, you know, um, get them rated, right get them in, and, and get them uh, for people to see.
2: Yeah, wonderful, yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time, and um, I wish you all the best, but I, I you sound as if you're already doing good. It's just a matter of warning people. If you check out these films, what they're showing at Alice's, and get in there early and book yourself in. That's yeah. an important thing.
0: Yeah, so okay. it's terrify, terrifyfest.com uh, and alice.co.nz uh, for tickets, uh, and we you know, can't wait to see you there, and we've got some incredible films to show you. Yep. Yeah. okay.
2: Well, thank you, James. That was James Partridge with news on the Phi Film Festival, which begins at the Alice Cinema this evening. And um, I'm Hans Petrovic on Planes FM 96.9. I also thank the show's sponsor, the Harcourts Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourts Accommodation Centre website, assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again... Asset managers one word Dot Co.
1: away. Mrs.
0: Harris, what would I do without
2: you? Mrs. Harris is the soul of discretion. One would never know she'd been but for the polish on my knobs.
0: That's what we are, Vi, the invisible women. Kiss me once, kiss me twice, then kiss me once again. Isn't it divine?
2: 500
1: pounds.
0: 500 quid for a dress? When
1: I put it on, nothing else matters. My Eddie would love to see me in a georgian. War's been over a long time. Your Eddie's never coming back.
2: In the rather heartwarming Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, a poor widowed cleaning woman living in London travels to the French capital to try and buy an expensive Christian Dior gown. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see the sweet and poignant movie. Uh, Carolyn, I found the leading character to be a rather charming woman. What did you think of Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris?
1: I think it's a lovely escape. And I think going by the fact that it was the, a full house and then, then the next session was at almost... The Nick, uh, yeah, yeah, at the Yeah, at Lumiere. Yeah. And then the next session was also going to look like it was going to be full. I think lots of other people have got the same thought that this film is the perfect antidote right now. It's yes, just yep. lovely escapism it's a
2: positive uh, yeah escapism. it is and yeah. i
1: mean i felt so good about it afterwards i thought right no i'm not going to actually research whether or not different the events in the film happened or not or how plausible they were or anything. And I thought, no, I'm just going to enjoy this film just hmm. because.
2: Well, it's set yeah. in the 1950s and it's yeah, based on France. a novel by Paul Gallica, which was written back in the 1950s too. So. Oh, did
1: he write it back then as well? I believe ah, so. Yeah. he wrote The Snow uh, I'm
2: not 200 sure, but I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh, oh, no, I'm actually thinking of another thing because the main actress in this, that's Leslie Manville, she's pretty well known because she also played a a somewhat similar part in... in, Oh, well, no, it was in a film set in the Paris fashion world back in the 1950s. Yes. And this was made um, not that long ago, but it's called Phantom Thread.
1: Yes, and this is quite mm. a different but similar take. Well, it, it's all about haute couture, and the dresses are just absolutely divine. Oh, <laughs> just <laughs> sumptuous. Um which you would expect, but given it would say, I mean, it's almost a marketing film for Christian Dior, really, to remind of how so. wonderful they are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the story itself is just lovely. you can't help but like the lead character um played by Leslie van she's yeah. just so lovely, and yeah,
2: yeah, well, she plays this um widow, her husband had been killed in world war one and um and she doesn't got much money she's just working as a cleaner of other wealthy women's homes yes, yeah and um and and this is just to to survive with enough money to be able to eat and to pay for flatman or apartment wherever she's living, and uh, and this is it. And then she comes across this, uh, one of these wealthy women for whom she does, cleans the house, mm. there she finds a, a dress by Christian Dior.
1: Yes. And she's yeah. so
2: amazed by it. Yeah. She'd never seen, Yeah, you know, she loved that thing. And she somehow got this idea in her head. Yeah, why
1: can't she have, why want, can't does want, yeah. an ordinary cleaner have such a beautiful dress? Yeah,
2: because yeah. she finds out that they're about 500 pounds each.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I have to admit there was one little bit of research I did when I went home and that was because one of the actors um, uh, who's in it, the character he plays, he kept on seem to be slipping into an American accent. I don't know if you picked that up or not. And no. I thought, is this an American trying to be French or what? So I, I, I had a look at the actor and he's actually French. So I think he's learned <laughs> to speak English uh, with a with an American <laughs> accent. Hey, American
2: accent, I should say, yeah.
1: That <laughs> so was quite funny. Um, but no, he is very much a well-known French actor, um, who's but who has re- most recently been in a, an American TV show called Emily in Paris. So maybe that's why he's picked up an American accent yeah. with his French. No. Um, but as some of the other actors that are all, also in it is um, there was... Uh, Jason Isaacs, who plays the Irish fella. And I was racking my brain all through the movie, where do I know this guy? Where do I know this guy? And he's actually (laughs) um, Malfoy's father in Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) And he's now much older. So that was really lovely to see him in action as well. Yeah. but just the scenery, I mean, it's Paris in the 1950s. Yeah. Well, actually, so.
2: I was surprised the film, I assumed the film to be half of it set outside with her uh, going, wandering all over Paris. Yeah, another tourism uh, and, and, film. And, and, yeah, tourism, <laughs> yeah, that's what I expected it to be. But it's not at all, most of the time takes place within the Christian Dior yes. uh, place where you, you know, it makes this... Probably. The
1: wonderful one of the kind dresses. Yeah. Um, no, as I said, <laughs> so a delightful film. I mean, all the critics are right in saying yeah, that it's just a beautiful film to
2: watch. Because, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you know, the, the uh, you only sort of once or twice get an eyeful of the
1: tower. True.
2: Yes. And, well, that you know, I, uh, <laughs> <my surprise. laughs> was just to
1: remind American audience where the film was set um, <laughs> to differentiate between Britain um, and France. But no, it was very lovely. I mean, there is a, the class system is in there because she's very much a cleaner in the hierarchy that she works for, the invisible people. But yeah. she's just so lovely. She breaks through those barriers. So.
2: Yes, Yes, and she is kind and caring to everybody around her Mm. because she gets into the Dior building there and she somehow, although she's just basically a, a poor cleaner she manages to mix with all these people to talk to all these
1: because she has top no idea she, these are yeah. fashion
2: models um and the designer himself um, Christian Dior and all these other and there's a female manager of the um place you know who's who's pretty hard on her yes
1: and she's and, another very well known french actress as yeah. well she's um but she you, usually plays the baddie in films well Complicated woman in a film. Yeah. Well,
2: that's what she does. here. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I, was, I was still quite uh, liked her in the, in her part, but she was a pretty difficult um, bitchy. Sort of yeah, woman that was the character most of the time. But uh, but this is it. But um, the, our main character, that's uh, Mrs. Harris. She just mixes, manages to mix with all these people. I mean, I, I find it hard to, uh, that at first to. Um, believe that a woman with so little money and uh, yeah, but would, would have an interest belief. in such a thing. That's why but that's, this... a, that is wiped out completely early and you just go along with yeah, what she exactly. says I and mean... does and wants and, and all this and it's all... So good. This is
1: very much a fantasy film. <laughs> I mean, I would absolutely love it if just because I wanted to buy a Christian Dior event uh, dress, the events of the world conspired to enable me to do it. I mean, <laughs> just the things that happen to it. And somebody having a, a, a room available so I can stay rent-free in France and all sorts of things. Yes, It's <laughs> very much a fantasy film, but it, that doesn't make it a bad film. It's just lovely. If yeah. you're wanting escapism, definitely recommend it.
2: It is that, yeah. But but not, again, yeah, as you said earlier, in in our uh, difficult times at the moment, it's mm. lovely to get such a uh, warm, loving, loving film. caring yeah. film.
1: That's just sweet. <laughs> yep. Okay. <All> right. <laughs>
2: That was Carolyn Brown with her views on Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris and I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Planes FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's plainsfm.org.nz.